Welcome back, everyone, to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb, and with me, as always, is Craig. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And this is uh, kind of a limbo week, I guess you might say. I mean, for those of you who know, I was gone on vacation last week. I was definitely not on top of... uh, on top of everything while I was gone on vacation. I mean, we were preparing for the episode. We had a pretty good guideline of things and knowing what direction we were going. But with me being gone last week, we, I myself did not uh, have the best preparation for this week's episode. And it was actually a short period because we recorded last Wednesday night and here we are Monday night already kind of jumping in the thick of things. So we're just, I'm feeling kind of all over the place right now come back from vacation, having to go to work, and then also doing everything with the podcast all at once. So I'm feeling a little fried. Yeah, you, you're a Florida guy. I mean, and me too. When I went to Florida, I didn't want to come back. So you need a vacation from your vacation, man. Oh, I know. Oh, man. It was it was great, and I'm in no way am I trying to come across as complaining about it, but if there was one thing that could have been fixed, or if, if there were two things that could have been done differently one would have been better beds like the beds we actually uh, a little more detail about the uh, vacation and everything it was if i mentioned i can't remember if i mentioned on the show it, it was celebrating my dad's retirement he's actually been retired for a little while but he, um uh, he was able to retire a little bit earlier than anticipated so he's been retired for a little while so he rented a, they rented a house down in florida and everything so it's a big three-bedroom house and you know plenty of space for all all the our family and everything because it's just my family and then my uh brother and his son so uh but our room had what was said to be two queen-size beds which were actually more of two full-size beds but they were so uncomfortable so uncomfortable. So, I mean, I, I know it's kind of a minor thing, but, man, when you're spending a week and every morning you wake up and your back hurts a little bit more than it did the day before, Yeah, it, it's, it kind of puts a damper on the week. But, I, like I said, I mean, I'm not complaining. I had a great week. I mean, it was relaxing other than waking up in the morning and doing that whole thing. But then the other thing that I probably would have done, which I feel like I would have um, – maybe been a smart thing to do was I should have taken today off. I should have taken one extra vacation day off just because of, uh, we got back late Saturday night and then Sunday we got together with Kristen's family because we'd been gone for a week and then they wanted to see the grandkids and other stuff. So there wasn't really, I mean, Saturday was chaos traveling. Sunday was no recovery. And then, boom, Monday, right back at work. So uh, a little buffer in there would have been nice. Yeah, it's always interesting that when you want when you go somewhere else that's awesome, like Florida, and you're having a good time, it's always like you want the bed to be good, too. Oh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. Bed. So especially when the sun drains you. Yeah. When you're worn out and you want a good night's sleep, and yeah, sometimes that just doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, my brother actually wound up uh, sleeping on one of the couches because it bothered him so much. And <laughs> our, our room was so small that um, both my wife and I were just like, we almost contemplated sleeping on the floor because it got so bad of just like waking up so sore. But there was no room in our room because we had the bed a small area in between that bed and the next bed and then at the foot of each bed there was enough for a walk walking 
but then there was a dresser and then we had our suitcases and then we had the pack and play for our youngest so if somebody was laying on the floor if somebody else had to get up in the middle of the night they would have stepped on the other person so yeah it was how long how long was the bed like you know was oh, it... my feet were hanging off as i was say it had <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the ongoing thing is i'm going I'm only like five foot nine. I'm not tall, and there's certain times where I'm going. It's strange. I'm going. Do people buy four foot beds? It's just it's crazy. My feet <laughs> hang over all the time too, and I'm going. I'm not tall at all. Can you imagine if you're like six foot four or five? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I there are just all those crazy thing, uh, crazy experiences and everything. Where I'm, I'm a decent sized guy. I mean, I'm I'm bigger than normal. I'm six foot three. I'm close to. I'm around 250 pounds. I mean, I'll do some, uh, go some places and whatever, and I'll I'll think it's tough for me. And I'm just like, I can't imagine if I was, uh, you know, those pro athletes sometimes. For instance, like actually on vacation, there was one time where I went to this bathroom and the stall was so tight (laughs) that it it wasn't, well, it wasn't the stall, it was uh, the, urinal or whatever they had the dividers in it my shoulders were touching on either side oh my word and i'm just like man if if i was any bigger i'd have to be like standing uh, sideways and it it was just (laughs) i don't know man putting your arms over the each side of the (laughs) barriers (laughs) yeah it was oh man i don't know some i know some people have it worse than i do but i just I, I can't yeah. imagine what some people well, have to Well, you seem like a better sleeper than me. I'm not a very, like, it takes me a while to get to sleep. You know, it's just naturally who I am. And I'm a, kind of a light sleeper. So if a bed's uncomfortable, I'm usually up all night. I'll sleep maybe 20 minutes here and there, but it's a bad thing. I wish it was like my dad. My dad can sleep anywhere, anytime, and he's out within minutes. Uh, not me. I'm totally opposite. Oh, yeah, that's me. I'll sleep anywhere, anytime. My wife hates it. I feel bad for her. If I could actually help her out, I would. Like, if I, if there was, if I had some trick or something that I could teach her, I would, because she struggled after having the kids and everything of just, like, not being able to sleep, so. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, just the crazy stuff, man. So, but uh, vacation's over, back into the real world. Uh, Michigan football never stops, and we're here to bring you football conversations each and every week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, move along into some football talk here coming up. Okay, well, like we said, we were kind of uh, all, or I was at least all over the place with uh, vacation and everything, and so we're kind of just swinging right into this and talking about current topics going on with Michigan football, just some of them at least. Some of the most current uh, we've talked about a little bit, but Craig, what is going on with Rutgers? It is like... Down out, well, what they feel is war with us, and we're like kind of it's that mosquito while you're trying to sleep. You know, <laughs> we were like, you know, it's buzzing in our ear, it's kind of bugging us a little bit, but we don't really care. It's Rutgers, yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's just it, 
we talked about it before. They seem to be coming out to pick a battle, and they're and I thought it was just maybe when it first happened. I thought it was just like okay, whatever, you know, they're they're doing some cutesy, fartsy, whatever thing. But then uh, it just doesn't stop. They're still going at it, and I don't know what the deal is. Um, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish. I know that kind of the big issue currently or that's been ongoing just recently is the ha scheduling the satellite camps on the same day trying to compete with their keeping their territory and stuff like that where they have urban meyer coming in with uh coach ash and then jim harbaugh pulls out the big guns and calls in his brother to do the camp with him so now it's not just uh your average satellite camp, you're actually going to have an NFL coach there who will be able to see you and be able to talk with you and everything. Uh, maybe give some pointers if you're fortunate enough. So, uh, I mean, that just right there kind of sets it apart. But, yeah, the only thing I can think of, and I'm not going to credit this on my own, and I honestly can't remember who said it, but it's, it's basically like Rutgers is almost coming across as Ohio's little puppet. Yeah. I mean, the Rutgers coach is obviously the defense, used to be a defensive coach over at Ohio State, but it seems like there's this uh, tie between Ohio State, still Urban Meyer and uh, Ash that they, it, it's like, I like, I think I tweeted out, I said, it's like Ash forgot that he's now the head coach at Rutgers and not Ohio State. Yeah, and and he's still carrying that kind of bitterness over, and I'm going, dude, you got your own gig going, start recruiting and start beefing up Rutgers and getting them on, you know, the national level and, or and getting their football program up and going, and stop worrying about us, stop worrying about your own school that isn't very good at, at anything at this moment, get them going and stop worrying about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's the difference in coaching and not saying that there's one way of coaching that works, but I mean, I just appreciated it more and I know some people were maybe kind of looking for it, but when uh, Harbaugh came to Ann Arbor, he didn't really talk about Ohio State and Michigan State. He didn't do any guarantees like he did before when he was a player and he even, you know, commented on how, you know, there were things that he did before that he just wasn't going to be doing any more uh, with guarantees like that and everything. But he was business. He came and, and then he even uh, went under the radar. What was it? Uh, they He called it, you know, we're going to be like a submarine or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he said that. And so he came in and he was just like, it was his first year being the coach, and he's just like, and it just seemed like he had the game plan of this is when you lay the foundation. This is when you probably have to do some of the most work that you're ever going to have to do because you haven't been able to prepare like this is brand new he has to he has to pick everything up and run with it because he hasn't been able to set things up yet and right. so he, he was super busy at that time and he was very um, disciplined and had specific things he wanted to accomplish and so he wasn't messing around with all this other stuff with Ohio and Michigan State and then here comes Chris Ash in his first season as a head football coach uh, his for first game has even started and he's already talking trash or they're already like picking a fight sorry uh, they're 
there's some trash talking going around, but I can't remember everything that's specifically come from Rutgers. But they're basically picking a fight with Michigan. I mean, it's it's obvious because of the satellite camp scheduling, but then also the obvious ripoff of Michigan, some of Michigan's recruiting tactics. If you haven't seen that, where they've ripped off some of their Michigan's uh, graphic photos, uh, where Harbaugh had a sign and he did something for recruiting with a sign. And I mean, it's almost the exact same setup. You can find it almost anywhere on Twitter. I'm sure that I retweeted it and you can find it. And um, Mm -hmm. it's just a blatant copy, which is fine i mean people are going to want people have started copying harbaugh with a bunch of stuff anyway so but it just seems like Rutgers is doing one thing after another to either attack michigan or keep the keep fighting against michigan which isn't even really doing anything with Rutgers. no it's you know it doesn't make any sense to me i guess because the very fact is we weren't even in a battle with them. In fact, our old uh, defensive coordinator, who's over in Maryland, he's just doing his job. He's nothing. He's not doing anything. He just knows he's got to put Maryland back on the map and get them going. And you got Ash over here saying, "Oh yeah, let's pick fights with um, Jim Harbaugh." And I always said, you know, the more you keep doing that, the more we're always in the news. Jim Harbaugh's in the news seems like these guys are scared to death, and it's so obvious. If they weren't scared of us, they wouldn't be bringing up this. They wouldn't be attacking us. They'd be saying, hey, we just got to out-recruit Michigan. We got to keep going. We're, Ohio's in itself is it's tied to Rutgers for some apparent reason. Rutgers fans have got to go, look, Ash, you have nothing to do with Ohio's anymore. You're our, our coach. Lay off with Urban Meyer. Stop teaming up with him. I don't know what you're doing. It's like, it's it's strange. It's almost like they're both kind of saying, you know, Rutgers coach Ashley's going, you know, I'm going to need to house on my side in order to take down Michigan. I'm going, what? What kind of program is that to start? To start off your first season? To go, hey, guess what? Let's take down Michigan. How about making your program better, dude? Yeah. Asinine. Yeah. Do, well, yeah, do something. I mean, now Rutgers is like, on a list for Michigan, like, okay, when we play Rutgers, we are going to try to embarrass them more. We're going to try to humiliate them more. We're going to try to make this a living hell for them because of the nonsense that they've been doing. Otherwise, I mean, if they hadn't been doing anything, not saying that Michigan, I guess, would have played them lighter or easier, but I mean, that's the thing where if they really wanted to prove something. If Ash wanted to prove something with his team, you work on making your team better, and then you try throwing that big punch, that preemptive, that um, surprise uh, attack, and take out big uh, a big team like a uh, Michigan or whatever. You, you you do that before you do the talking because now Michigan's just going to be waiting for it. Michigan's Michigan's going to be waiting for that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're waiting. I mean, and trust me, they're going to be really ready to go and ready to play and probably put their foot on their neck, definitely, during all this. You're just adding fuel to this. Like I said, 
Michigan's not like Ohio, uh, Michigan State. We're not going to go, oh, we got a chip on our shoulder. We're feeling disrespected. We're not. It's more of like you're just giving us motivation to play better than you are at this time. Just keep going. I, I Just like, just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Michigan is not going to talk about being disrespected, just like you said, Craig. They're going to uh, take the stance and they did it last year where it's like we're going to prove what we can do on the field yeah uh you can say what you want coach harbaugh might say something or make some smart comment or whatever and you know uh, i don't know if defend the team or just kind of be like you know you're not messing with us whatever but there's not going to be this continual i don't know copycat back and forth whatever you want to talk about it i mean uh it's Michigan's going to settle on the field. They'll take their battle on the field. And you actually know who I think is going to have a good time with that uh, is actually probably going to be Jake Butt mm-hmm. yeah. because he got screwed last year in that game. Yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that was actually the game I was at where uh, that was the substitution with the intent to deceive game. Right, yep. And the thing so, is, is Chris, that, you know, and Ash needs to realize – well, Chris Ashton's realized that the very fact is he's um, right now he's even he he has a quarterback battle he needs to go up against. The very fact is he's opened up his quarterback uh, to competition, much like uh, Michigan has. I mean, last year they had a returning uh, they have a returning quarterback in what what's his name uh, Chris Liviano or something like that. Well, he's now said you know he's not exactly sure he's going to be the starter, so. He's got to work all that out and not worry about what Michigan's doing and what how we're recruiting and doing things like that. So worry about your own team. That's a big. It's a big choice to to open up a quarterback position to a guy that thinks he's going to start that he started last year isn't this year. And so, as much as I like quarterback competition, I just think the very fact is he's got too much to worry about to worry about what Michigan's up to. Yeah. Yep, I totally agree. Uh, the first year, like I said, is just such a big undertaking to go. Yeah, to go. I mean, okay, if, for instance, if he went, and, if Ash went and was the coach of Michigan State, and he was doing this to Michigan, there would not be as much question around it because Michigan State and there's the Michigan State Michigan rivalry. There is a uh, bitterness. There is a, a feud. There is the the hatred between the teams, the fans, the coaches. You know, just all over the place. That that is a known confrontation. Yeah. If Rutgers had a team like that, a rivalry like that, that would be understandable. But then when you go into a program, and it would kind of be a thing if he was trying to create one. Like, let's say if all of a sudden he started he started going back and forth with DJ Durkin. First yeah. of all, that's a team that's more on their level. I think Maryland is a ton better than Rutgers because we were talking about how Rutgers was a dumpster fire last year. But they're more on that level. Uh, it'd be kind of maybe fresh and fun because they're both first-year coaches in that division. They're very close to each other in uh, geography. And so that could be interesting. But then when you look at it, step back and look at it more like we've been discussing, he's coming from Ohio's 
it's like he's bringing that luggage with him. He's bringing that, trying to bring that rivalry with him and be like, oh, yeah, you know, now we'll just need another coach from Ohio State to go and coach at Illinois. Well, not <laughs> Illinois. They just got Lovey Smith at Purdue, which actually, um, actually, I think Purdue's coach, it's still Hazel, right? And he, yep. uh, he was, was he in Ohio State? or maybe he just coached with Urban Meyer somewhere else. Anyways, but yeah, it's just like we're we're going to do a conspiracy and we're going to spread our coaches all throughout the conference and we're all going to attack Michigan and that's how we're going to keep Michigan down and blah, blah. It's no, no. Just you're a new team, do your thing, build right. your program, have a good season, and then start talking smack or doing whatever. Yeah, and, and it makes it's, – it's very – troubling the very fact is why they're going after Michigan but in a way if we're going by his, this is where we're talking about history according to state fans and Ohio State fans um, past what 10-15 years if, if we're doing that then why isn't Ohio State or Rutgers and all of them worried, worried about uh, Michigan State then because they're the ones that seem to be winning the Big Ten championships every year, or how it is between those two. Why are they looking at Michigan if we're such a dumpster fire, according to them? What it tells me is they know darn well it's Jim Harbaugh, and he's going to do, and he's already doing amazing things at Michigan, and they're scared to death of him. They're not scared of D'Antonio when D'Antonio actually beat Ohio State. So why isn't Ohio State? worried about them why isn't Rutgers worried about Michigan State because they know we're coming along we know what Jim Harbaugh can do we know how he develops players we know how he develops players that shouldn't be very good and they are like Rudock he, he did amazing things with him he, he the potential is there and he made uh, Rudock who was just a second string guy into one of the best in the country that year and I tell you, I think it's just the very fact that they just know how Jim Harbaugh operates and how he recruits, and they're scared. And you can tell that's what it is. If they didn't, they'd be going after state all the time, but they're not. Yep. The Spartans are just, I mean, obviously they, they've been rolling, and it it seems to me that what, I, I, just, I can't think of anything else in the reason why it's just because of him and the, what what he can do with players. And uh, you got Rutgers running scared. you got Ohio State running scared. you got Mark D'Antonio running scared. All of them are because of what he can do and how he's just go, grabbing guys. I mean, trust me, Jim Harbaugh is going into big schools, big programs, even grabbing recruits that have committed already to big programs and he's grabbing and he's snatching them already. So, and he, he's get they're recommitting themselves to Michigan and I think they're scared. Yeah. It's yeah. I, they're, they're definitely watching what's going on and everything. And like you had said earlier, when you um, started that conversation, it is, Odd that it's just kind of like with what's going on, why don't you focus on Michigan State, who's actually been Big Ten champions multiple times, knocked off Ohio State. I mean, if that's what they're really focused on instead of. Yeah, focus on Iowa. This, 
Yeah. Why not say, hey, boy, Iowa had a great year. I believe they have the returning quarterback, correct? And Yeah, I think he's got one more yeah. year. I mean, so they got fair, a senior. <laughs> they're going to be pretty good. So why not focus on them? It's not about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so much of that. Well, well, that's been the story since Harbaugh came to Michigan. I mean, it's all everybody talks about Michigan when there are really truly are other teams that opponents should be focusing on or analysts or whatever should be focusing on but because Jim Harbaugh is there and he had such a promising first year even before he coached his first year or first game people were talking about so much because it's Jim Harbaugh and he they know what he can do and everything so it's just it it overtook the media uh, before he started coaching. Now it's starting to overtake coaches because of everything that happened with the whole satellite camp issue with yep. SEC coaches and uh, people from the ACC talking stuff and everything. Um, and now Chris Ash is focusing on Michigan. I mean, it's it just hasn't stopped. It's just really changed from the media to coaches. Last year was the media. This year it's coaches. And next year, who knows? Yeah. And obviously, the very fact is, you know, we went in and pretty much got the what the top uh, eight to ten guys coming out of New Jersey, um, uh, football players coming from there, and Rutgers didn't like that. And it's up to you, Rutgers. Now you get a new coach. He's from. Uh, you've got your uh, a well-deserved, you know, defensive coordinator at Ohio there who's now your coach and so you're gonna have to defend and keep your recruits in your backyard i mean they're they're in your backyard you got to keep them and if you're worried about jim harbaugh coming in again then you need to do a better job and that's just the way it is you can call it unfair or not but it's true he's just going to get the best players and new jersey has some really good players coming around every five years there's this uh, way of recruits who, you know, they come from Michigan. And then it'll be, you know, Michigan's kind of having a couple down years on uh, players out of that state. And then it'll be Ohio. They'll have good players. And it'll be Texas. And then uh, but old New Jersey is up and coming. And everybody knows that. And the very fact is Jim Harbaugh saw that coming. And so we went and grabbed him. Yeah. Yep, I mean, going after the best players, and like you said, best players have been in New Jersey, so that's what's to be expected. So, yeah, yeah, I just think, like we've said, Rutgers just needs to focus on themselves and just take in your first year. I mean, this this really could backfire on them, not only just with how they perform against Michigan, but their season. I mean... Uh, I guess I haven't really looked at their schedule, but I mean, come on, they they struggled so much last year, and I don't even know if they would have a good chance of going over 500 in their first season, right? With their new coach. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got to play. They do have to play Iowa. I think they got to play at Washington. I think they'll lose that game. Uh, they got to play Iowa. They got to play Ohio State. 
They're going to play us. They play Illinois. They play at Minnesota. I think they'll lose that game too. Um, Indiana. They got to play at Michigan State. They'll lose that game. And then they play Penn State. They'll lose that game too. And Maryland. And Maryland's yeah. got obviously Dirk and Donuts. And <laughs> Rutgers probably end up losing that game because I like the way he coaches. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's but like you said 500 doesn't looks like it's going to be a possibility <laughs> or less than yeah. 500. What we what we really need to do uh sometime uh is actually probably break down the schedules and see how we just a very early look and very early prediction of records for for teams and everything. Because I'd be interested to see what we would really kind of figure for some teams like that, like Rutgers and such. Yeah. On their chances of even really going over 500. And there was that release or whatever of the... uh, There was the release of the over-under for the teams. Um, Man, shoot, I need to look that up because that was actually kind of interesting. Because Michigan, if I recall correctly... um, actually has a higher over under than Ohio does. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I was able to find that and pull it up here. Um so looking down at some of the Big Ten, uh Michigan is over under nine and a half games. Ohio is over under eight and a half games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michigan State is over under eight games. And those are the top Big Ten teams that I have right now. I don't have the full list in front of me, but those are the some of the top teams and everything. So, yeah, out of the what looked to be the three biggest uh, contenders in the conference, Michigan has the highest over-under, which for those of you who don't know, the over-under is basically um, they do it with scores for games, but then they also do it for wins for a year, but Vegas uh, will release odds on the number of games that a team will win. So, for instance, Michigan is at nine and a half games. So if you were to, if one was to wager that Michigan was going to win less than, or the under, which would be either nine games or less, if Michigan only won nine games, then you would win that wager. But if you did the... But if they won 10 games or more, then you would lose that wager. So then it would work reverse, obviously. If you wager that Michigan will win 10 games when the over and under is 9.5, mm-hmm. if they win only 9 games or less, then you lose on that. So, yeah, Michigan has the highest over under for the Big Ten Conference. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and so, I mean, that's what we were kind of uh, predicting right in there. We were going to go with over. Uh, It's really kind of interesting. People are really high on Ohio State. Actually, people are thinking that it'd be a big, a solid wager to say that Ohio State would win more than the eight and a half games, even with the schedule that they have. Uh, Teams such as Oklahoma on their schedule and on the road at Michigan State. So... People are still thinking that Ohio should win nine games or more, which is definitely an argument worth having because Ohio, even though they lost a lot of players to the NFL, I mean, come on, it's Ohio that it seems like even when they 
they're supposed to have really tough down years that they find a way to fight their way back and everything and have decent seasons. So yeah, and I think they're going to roll in at uh, state. I think they're going to roll in East Lansing. Uh, very fact because you know a state doesn't have a. I mean, they're they're breaking in a new quarterback too. So then I think they get a quarterback competition, but um, and Ohio State doesn't, and they they reload. We know that, and I don't see State winning that game at all. So the the only game, like I said before, I think the last show we did was Ohio State losing to Oklahoma. I def I see that happening. Oklahoma's gonna have a great team, but. Uh, I think that's the only game I think I said to you that I have them losing and losing to us. But I have to see how we do during the year and see how Ohio State's doing. It's tough to, to figure that one out. I think that's what you think too, right? If yeah. Michigan's, yep. We have to yeah. our quarterback position as during the year, you know, first, what, what, six, seven games and then see how we do it against Sparty and then see Ohio and how they played against Oklahoma and how they played against Sparty and see how it goes. I have a hard time figuring out that I can't make a wager on that at all. Yeah, no, it's it's just... I don't know what to do. I'm like, I, I can't say yet. Yeah, it's definitely just so tough because when you have to go with a new quarterback and you don't have a clear uh, answer on which who the quarterback's going to be, um, so yeah, that's definitely tough. Uh, just to kind of go on with that conversation, Oklahoma is at over under of 10 games. Yep. I agree so, with that. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see, but actually I think bringing this up is going to be something good and that we'll be able to figure out, um, a conversation for this week. Stay tuned. Cause after this, uh, break here shortly, um, we will talk about what the topic is for this week. We're going to put the topic on our webpage. Our, our homepage for the website, um, You, if you go there, you will see that there is the most recent episode, but then right below that, we're going to start putting topics for the week. Currently, it says there isn't a topic, and so we invite people to just send us uh, anything that they want to talk about for Michigan football, and um, we'll discuss that if and when we can. But when we have a topic, like um, we'll be having uh, announcing here in a moment for this coming week, for when we want uh, fans to reach out to us, we'll put that there on the homepage. Also going to have it on Twitter and try to pin it to our profile so that people can see it and that people can comment on it and find it easily. So, yeah, I think this um, actually recalling that the uh, over-unders came out for college football will be a good uh, good conversation topic. Yep, I think that'll be a great one. People yeah. think, see what get other people's opinions. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, after all, this is, like we always say, it's real talk, real fans. We want to be here to help, well, not to help, but just to uh, enjoy conversation. I mean, we're talking Michigan football year-round. I mean, I know that we're, we're steadily growing. It's really awesome. I mean, our numbers are, are shooting up, that's for sure. And it's really interesting because I was expecting to see a drop-off, especially starting in January, since really Michigan football, the games end at the beginning of the month. And I was expecting to see a drop-off, but we've seen a steady increase since uh, we first started the show. So I think it's just more and more people are interested in talking and hearing about college football 
year round like we are like craig and i are mm-hmm. that's part of the thing of us doing this so i mean we talk about football all the time and so this just works out perfectly with doing the podcast and there are more people out there like us so this is an an avenue a means for if there are other fans out there that want to talk about it tweet at us email us you can actually also comment on things on our website we got our first comment on something on the website that's another way that you can communicate with us as well uh, or the voicemail. So, yeah, we encourage that. This is to bring the fans together worldwide to go ahead and talk about Michigan football. So, yeah, and it's great because we building up a fan base. And I mean, I'm not sure we ha- we have a fan base, but we also call them. You know, they're 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 our friends. I mean, we they're they're people we we haven't even met before face to face, but just given Twitter and the way. You know, we built up a relationship with them, and it's been really, really cool. I've enjoyed a lot of these guys and girls, and 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 they've been they've have great ideas, they have great facts, they have great um, opinions on Michigan, and uh, I love to hear them. And they're they're funny, they're <laughs> and they're a blast to hear and watch. And some sometimes they like to get into. Um, a little bit of wars with Rutgers people and Ohio State and Michigan State with us, and it's funny to watch. But, um, but the, yeah, they've been really good friends, and we're really appreciating uh, all the support they've been giving us. It's pretty amazing. Yes, absolutely. But Craig, you're you're not my friend. No. Yeah, I mean, nobody knew. <laughs> we we hate each other. We never agree with each other. The only thing that brings us together is Michigan football. So. Yeah, well, the theory fact. I mean, and. Just to kind of our fans out there to let them know it's kind of funny is uh, Caleb was bringing up this whole hey Bob how about starting a podcast about Michigan football and I said yeah that'd be cool you know and we're kind of just throwing around the idea we really weren't thinking oh yeah let's do it right away we thought okay let's just give it a try and who knew that it came on the heels of Jim Harbaugh being our coach, which just happened to be very lucky at the time because Harbaugh is a lightning rod for media out there and for Michigan football and bringing excitement and to recruiting and everything else. And, man, it's made a heck of a difference in our podcast and the fan base. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This has been a great year for us to get started for sure. Yeah, I can't imagine. Can you imagine if we started four years ago with, with Hoke as our coach? We'd be most of our <laughs> most of our podcast would be us angry and our eyebrows connected and pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, uh, the first year would have been deceiving, yeah, for sure. But it, all the rest, oh, man, it would have been negative. <laughs> Negative. They need to fix this. They need to do this. And coaches just need to stop clapping and put on their headset. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it came at a good time, you know. But um, things worked out, and it's been a very, very cool ride. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Stay, uh, keep listening. Here we're in a minute. We're going to go ahead and uh, tell you how you guys can get involved and uh, get on next week's episode with our topic of the week. So don't go anywhere. Okay, well, thanks uh, 
thanks for listening in. We are going to go ahead and tell you guys what the topic for the week is as we're uh, closing things out here. We're going to go ahead and stick with the topic of the over-unders. We're going to stay in the Big Ten. And what we'll actually do here is uh, we will get the information together here tomorrow or Wednesday and get it up on Twitter and on the website and show the over-unders for the whole entire conference, and we're going to post the question, if somebody came to you and gave you $500, they gave you $500 and said, you, I want you to place a wager on what you think the safest bet for over-under in the Big Ten would be, and then you give us your answer. So, I mean, you can pick any team, and you can do the over or the under, but what you think the safest bet is, is going to be? Is it going to be like I don't I don't know what they are, but is it going to be like Rutgers? Say they're over under a six. Do you think that Rutgers is going to be so bad that they can't even get six wins that you would bet you would take that five hundred dollars and put it on there, or would you say something like we're saying how people are saying how Ohio is low at eight and a half? Would you say, well, I feel like Ohio and Urban Meyer are such a consistent team that they're going to easily win nine games. So I would put $500 on that. Where would you put your wager? That is going to be our question of the week or our topic of the week. So I think that'll be a fun one. Uh, it'll kind of get people looking. It'll get people excited. You'll be looking at the schedule. You'll, you'll be looking at all the big 10 team schedules and everything and kind of figuring that out and uh, getting all that information because we are underneath 100 days into college football. It's getting more and more exciting. We're going to have some top uh, – we've got some other topics that we want to cover. Some of them are going to take more time and everything. But this, I think, is just going to kind of be a fun one, kind of here in the middle, the lull of things. Things are kind of just kind of flowing around here. Um, all the exciting stuff has happened. Uh, June is right around the corner, and we know a bunch of stuff is going to be going on with satellite camp. So I feel like this is kind of a decent time just to do something like this and get uh, some interesting conversation going. Yeah, I think um, it'll be really fun. It's forcing the fans to kind of look at all the Big Ten schedules and coming up and what they think. And um, that way, it's a good way to make people more aware of Big Ten Conference. And, you know, not just Michigan football, but, you know, not just our schedule, but what uh, all the other teams have to go up against. Yeah, and and what we will be doing uh, soon, too, is we're going to be looking more into the conference schedule and everything. Uh, and, of course, this would probably change as the season goes on. But before the season, we're going to do the Big Ten Game of the Week. Uh, week by week, what the, we think will be the best Big Ten game to watch. And I was actually looking very briefly through the schedule, and there are a couple weeks in there where it's probably going to be kind of a boring week for football for as far as the Big Ten goes. But there are a couple in there that are going to be great and jam-packed, so that will be something interesting to look at too and to get set up and go through for a conversation. So, but hey. Yep. Good conversation. Yep, let's get Good the week. let's get these num- fans up, uh, numbers up. All our fans tell other people because Michigan football's coming up, um, you know, not too far away, and we want to ramp up the fan base and get them excited. So. We're getting yeah, absolutely. We've like I said, the numbers have been up. We've got a good amount of followers on SoundCloud. That's an easy way to listen to episodes. You can always find them on our website. I'm trying to get uh, since we reformatted it. And sorry if you ever get on there when it's kind of a little 
uh, jankety or whatever you want to call it jacked up but uh, a continual it's a continual editing process trying to just make it better and better so slowly but surely um, but it's not there a hundred percent but I want to get the tracker back on there to be able to show people how many visitors we get or how many uh, hits the website get and apparently when we reformatted it that got lost somewhere but uh, something I do want to add is sometime I'll want to get shout outs from listeners on where they're listening from too and everything because I thought it'd be cool to do a map because I know I know our site will track where hits come from uh, states cities and some things like that but I've discovered that some of those things sometimes come up as uh, spam or some random hit of something and everything I want to get more of a legitimate map showing mm-hmm. like where people are really following and listening to our site so like a map of the u.s and being like here's a dot and i know uh in arizona indiana we'll have it all over michigan michigan will be blown up and everything and uh places all over i mean out in iowa and stuff like that and so try to get a map and try to keep it somewhat updated i think that'd be kind of cool especially to get started at this point yeah because we know there's a lot more michigan fans out there who don't just live in Michigan, so we want to reach them because um, I think our um, podcast is insightful. I think it kind of gives them another look at um, another attitude, another look at um, Michigan and football and, and the schedules coming up and um, Jim Harbaugh and what he's doing, recruiting that maybe they're not aware of, that maybe they want up-to-date kind of what's going on out there when they got busy schedules and they're doing other things out there. So we try to keep everybody abreast on what's going on. Yeah, and like we've been saying, that we want to share people's thoughts. I mean, that's the that's what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have some more um, information than some people just because of who we talk to and who we connect with. Um, so we might have some additional information that people to venue uh, a path for people to uh, share their thoughts and everything because that's what – College football is all about is being right and your team being better than everybody else's. So that's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> it's right. Yep. And you know we're you know we want to think as Michigan uh, football fans as family, and we're starting to grow a good Twitter following too with the show and everything else. And we kind of consider them as kind of our Michigan family, and it's pretty. It's a lot of a lot of fun to watch, and when we just want it to grow, and it's not just about us. We just want to us to be a channel for other twitter fans to reach to other fans too because i know a lot of guys that follow us on twitter talk to us but yet they talk to other guys because they talk to us and they now connect and it's a really cool thing to watch so yeah yep absolutely and actually talking about twitter um before we get into the different ways that you can contact us I don't know how you did it, Craig, but somehow you have more followers followers than I do right now. You're beating you're beating me by like ten to twenty, and it's really annoying me because you're not supposed to be good at social media. That's supposed to be my thing. I don't know, man. So if there's anybody out there who doesn't follow us or follows Craig but not me, you need to start following me. Yeah, we have a bet. It's like we got this. Now we're gonna wager on that. Yeah, the over under who's going to have the <laughs> right. most followers. Yep. <laughs> That'll be our next one. 
Yeah, you're probably paying people. Yeah. I know you're paying. Yeah, people. I might be. I may be paying people for followers, <clears throat> and I'll cough at that one. Yeah. <clears throat> or uh, or maybe you're making fake accounts to follow. Yeah. You. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that. I knew that Craig is my homeboy. Twitter account was kind of fishy when I saw it follow you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, like the, you know, like Caleb said, we got. You know, we get we do get inside information, and we want Michigan fans to know we do have pretty reliable inside information on recruiting and things like that. But you know, we we know how Twitter works. We're just we're not gonna we can't divulge on a lot of things that we'd like to talk about because we can't because you know we know that Twitter can eat you up and spit you out if you are wrong and you know things like that. So we kind of keep it to ourselves and but uh it's exciting we'll let them know that (laughs) yeah yep exciting things happening for michigan football and for the show if you uh in the different ways you want to follow us or contact us and get involved in this week's topic twitter like we've been talking about both of us are at blue bros underscore in our name so at b-l-u-e-b-r-o-s and then underscore and caleb or craig and then you can email us. We have the email of contact us at bluebrothersportscast.com. That's our website, bluebrothersportscast.com. You can check it out. You can also send messages through there. You can also call us, voicemail. Really fan of that. That's a great way to get your voice on the episode and clearly explain your thoughts and everything. You can call us at 551 258 3276. That number is 551-BLUE-BRO. That's how you get in on our weekly topics and join in our conversation. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, we hope you all have a good rest of the week and have enjoyed this show. And as always, go blue. Go blue. Go blue.